Hello, everybody. Welcome to the very first episode of In It for the Long Run, the podcast where we, uh, the podcast for lessons we learn uh, when we commit long-term journeys. Boom! I should probably learn our <laughs> our tagline. Uh, but yes, it's a podcast for the lessons we learn when we commit to long-term journeys. Um, we have two hosts for this podcast. Uh, the first host, of course, being the lovely Claudia Fermanchuk. Uh, Claudia, yeah. would you like to say hi? Hello, hello. Yeah, I'm glad to be on this journey with you. Um, it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm I'm excited to <laughs> to get a chat and um, kind of explore some of these different topics that we have coming up. Agreed. Yeah, I'm equally excited. I was I was literally thinking the same thing. This this podcast is a journey within itself. Uh, and and boy, have we committed to it. So this is <laughs> this is going to be a good time. But yes, I am equally excited to it. Uh, so yeah, I think we can probably kick off with our initial thoughts on this podcast. Honestly, just a quick intro, telling people what we think we're hoping to achieve with this and where it came about. A lot of good questions to ask and answer about that, but um, at least from my perspective, uh, mm -hmm. this podcast is about our preparation for the one and only St. George Marathon held once a year uh, in St. George, Utah. That's and, right. And that's right. Yep. Uh, I, I have never done a marathon before, and I am scared to my chevies about this, but I think it's going to be great. Uh, Claudia, have you done a, a marathon before? You know, I've, I've attempted to do a marathon before, you know, and my first initial attempt was actually after an injury and I kind of kept it to myself. So I wasn't telling a lot of people about it. I was kind of going out on my own and was going to surprise everyone. And then about three, two or three weeks before the actual marathon run day, I was running pretty strong, but I ended up kind of getting some really bad shin splints and had to drop out last minute. And I think that's one thing I really took from this is when you're doing any kind of journey or goal that's hard, like it's, you need to surround yourself with the people that are going to keep you going. It was really hard to do that on my own. And it was yeah. kind of a journey I wanted to take on my own at the time. But I'm, I think, I think having this, having like that support and us talking through it is going to be a great support and hopefully the second time will be more successful. I'm actually looking at the mm -hmm. countdown clock right now to the St. George Marathon, and it's making me like have heart palpitations. Even though like <laughs> we're we still got some months ahead, right? We're we're five months, seventeen days, and twelve hours according to this clock here. But you know, I just know it's gonna come up fast. Um, so just doing everything I can to start preparing. I, I absolutely agree. Uh, for listeners that have not been to the St. George website, there is a very intimidating countdown uh, down to the hour, as you heard, uh, for the race. And yeah, it's a quick reminder that we definitely better get start start with our training. Um, I, for one, have started with my training, finally. I started this past week. Um, I have a I have a something I pulled off of the internet, basically. Uh, that kind of shows what to run each day. So some days are easy chill days. Some days are like long distance days. Some days are endurance days. Um, and yeah, that's been my my guide uh, for how to train for this. So I think the longest I've run so far is a full 75 minutes, um, which was very sore the next day. But I, I feel my, my body kind of coming into getting ready for it. Um, but yeah. 
Yeah, I start trading as well. I think you're a little bit ahead of me in some ways. I decided to kind of go with the Nike Run Club program, but in addition, have been doing a lot of cross training and really focusing on diet as well. Um, so hopefully, a combination of all these things will do the trick. But yeah, I feel like the diet part. Uh, I don't know if you can call it cheating, but that's that's one part I, I don't think I've followed quite to the T. I really should do more research on that piece. But my in my mind, I'm like, if I'm running these long distances and burning all these calories, that means I can eat whatever I want, right? So I've been full on pasting. Uh, there's an ice cream place across the street that uh, they probably know my name at this point. Um, uh, do not listen to me for dietary advice. Uh, <laughs> but my thought is, is if I'm, if I'm cutting it off, then I can, I can put it right back on. So, uh, perhaps closer to the date, I'll be a little more focused on healthy nutrients, but at this point, please bring on the pasta. Fair enough. No, I mean, and this book encourages pasta. So I think you're okay. It yes. encourages pasta and encourages <laughs> butter. It encourages fat. So, you know. <laughs> All the good things, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I kind of want to take it back to, I thought this was kind of a, a funny story about how this was even brought up. I don't know how you heard about St. George because you live in Chicago. I'm in Seattle. This runs in Utah. Like what, what, how'd you even hear about this run? That is, that's a great question. That's my, my stubbornness coming in pretty strong uh, because I moved to Chicago, as you said, um, I think perhaps two weeks before uh, the Chicago Marathon. And so the street that I live on, the marathon passes right by. And I was like, this seems like a cool thing to get me engaged with my new city. I would absolutely love to become a you know marathon runner for the, the time. So I, I thought it was a good idea. I put it in the back of my mind. I was like, okay. Well, it literally just happened. So I'm pretty sure I have a couple months to sign up. I'm not even going to look into it. Um, and when I talked to a friend who also wanted to do it, I found out that I had actually missed the deadline. This was two months mm -hmm. after that. And so when I missed the deadline, I was scrambling on the internet. Like, there's got to be a way to make the, like, the Chicago Marathon. I mean, I'm so excited for it. It was definitely a situation where because I couldn't do it, I wanted to do it even more. Um, but there was just no opportunities available um, because it is pretty uh, difficult to get into. It's a full lottery system. And so when I found out I couldn't get into it, I was like, well, I'm going to find a marathon that I can get into. And so I went straight to Reddit uh, and looked up the most popular or you know accessible marathons that you can run across the country. Uh, of course, Chicago's up there. You have the New York Marathon. Boston's definitely the most competitive. Um, but St. George came up there as one that's pretty accessible uh, to beginners and at the same time, not super difficult to get into. And so, boom, St. George, Utah, never heard of it. But now it became my my main goal. And I definitely kept that registration date in mind. And, and then that's when I swung the day over to you because I thought it'd be fun to do it with a friend. Um, yeah, you called and you asked me to do this run and I didn't really give it a second thought because I'm definitely a yes man. I was like, sure, let's do it. And then I kind of honestly thought you'd forget about it. And the next time I heard about this <laughs> run, you had told me you signed up. And it's kind of funny because I will say one thing that really encouraged me when I when I thought about it, you know, first of all, I didn't want to bail on you. And secondly, you know, as you know, this last summer, 
we did with Adriel the we cycled across the United States. My partner and I, we went out for three months, about 4,000 miles. We were biking across the United States and Trenos was cheering us on the entire way. And we would have these conversations and he would continuously tell me, oh my gosh, you're going to be the fittest of your life. You're going to just be <laughs> so strong when I see you, just pure muscle. And he actually flew out to see us on the East Coast. And we were in DC and before Trenos had come, we decided to go for a run and now we had biked a lot for those three months, but we did not do a single run. So that was one of our first runs. And before Trenos, Trenos came and arrived in DC, we were not able to walk downstairs because being bike, <laughs> being bike fit is not the same as being running fit. And it was so humbling and a little embarrassing. So I'm kind of hoping that, you know, at this point, Trenos, after we do this run, we can look at each other and be like, this is the fittest we've ever been we oh, finally made it rock solid like bodies on tap like we're gonna look so so good uh what i realized is we'll be looking this good post summer uh since mm -hmm. the race is in october but like we'll just we'll hang on to those bodies for the following summer as well um but yes absolutely i i definitely remember uh, thinking that you guys were going to be like super, super like jagged and like Adriel did have abs though. I will give them to that. Your partner, Adriel, definitely had like a six pack going on. I was like, okay, this is what and, you know. I will I fight across the country to get abs? Probably not. Um, but that's one good way to get it, I would say. It, you know, it's funny. So coincidentally, I dropped my brother off at the airport just yesterday morning. He's going to be hiking the PCT, the Pacific Crest Trail. So basically walking all along the West Coast of the United States. And he's going to be doing that for the next five months. And I asked him, I was like, hey, you know, what, what's motivating you, right? We're starting it. We're all starting journeys here. What motivated you to start the PCT? And I asked him if he'd give me his top three reasons. And funny enough, weight loss was one of his number top three choices and i was like what? there are easier ways to go about this whole time so i i i don't know if that was like a real honest answer if he just could think of number three but uh it, it's it's interesting to hear kind of how people end up deciding to do these kinds of adventures or have these go like this physical fitness goals um yeah so so it, it, i don't know it's kind of interesting to me yeah yeah it's always been kind of like more of a side benefit rather than a, like a main goal for me in terms of physical fitness but like if you find something out of it that you can get out of it then 100 get out of it um i i was also dating someone that rode a pretty long distance in in washington all the way up from seattle to i believe it was Snoqualmie or something um do not double check me on that but point being it was at least two days of biking and I, I asked him the same thing. I'm like, what, what motivated you to do this? This is not something you do for fun. And sure enough, it's, it's pretty difficult. But the satisfaction of having accomplished something difficult seems like a very good benefit from, you know, taking part of a long journey and, and getting it done in your own time. Yeah, absolutely. I can relate to that. So I think that's that's kind of one of the topics that we're going to be exploring throughout our series you know, um, amongst amongst other other lessons that people have learned when they undertake these, you know, 
uh how what would you how do you describe it um sorry i lost my words here Tranos. <laughs> no uh, you're totally good uh you're just taking these long-term journeys uh whether or not that's emotional whether or not that's physical whether or not that's literal across countries we have plenty of opportunity to talk to some very interesting people um, that will describe their journeys along the way. But before getting to that, I am very curious about your first marathon situation that you described initially. You said you got shin splints? I got really bad shin splints, Chernos. They, like I could not start running. I could maybe run like half a mile before I just get these shooting pain like throughout my lower legs. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was actually closer to like a week before the run. And so this was before the run while you were practicing and you got so, you know, you got injured and you weren't able to do it anymore. Yeah, and I was pretty close. Like mm. I was running, I think my longest distance run at that point was around 17 miles. So I was a little bit behind schedule. I was pushing myself and I think I just... um Unfortunately, things didn't work out for me that time. But. Right, right. Um, and did you, I guess this will be a good point for future episodes as well. We're trying to get into, you know, our best physical shape for running. Uh, did you get any medical advice on how to avoid that for future runs? You know, I I haven't asked, had that discussion going into this run, but I have done quite a bit of physical therapy for various injuries. And I think I just really have to focus on cross training, right? So that is doing that weightlifting that is making sure you're getting those stretches in. It's not all just about running, just like it wasn't all about biking, except it was during the, that last <laughs> summer. But um, yeah, I think, it, I think it's finding a balance, definitely. Yeah, that's that's within the plan that I have right now too. I'm glad you mentioned the the cross training. Some days are just strict cross training days, and um, I am definitely looking forward to to kind of weaving those in to get the the best of both worlds. Um, but yeah, perhaps now is a really good time to transition into our fun segments that we have planned for our podcast. So this is our trial run of those segments. Uh, we have three off the top of our head some will come some will go stick around to find out first one being what's in your backpack a segment where you tell us three things that you want to have with you for your personal journey or we can create a hypothetical situation uh in which you'd have three things that you you decide to, to keep with you just in case uh so for this situation i'm thinking we literally have the saint george race and claudia what are the three things that you think are important to you that you must simply have for this run definitely gotta have my airpods i want to be jamming and listening to music and having coach bennett from nike run just encouraging me that entire marathon <laughs> and telling me hey you're not just going to be a better runner after this you're going to be a better person and i'm like yes i'm a better person <laughs> number one <laughs> Uh, this podcast is not sponsored by Nike, by the way, ladies and gentlemen. This is this is a free it promo. Could it could. Be. <laughs> um, number two. Oh gosh, I know that like having some sugar on hand is really good. So some some gels, something to when I'm really like dropping. We're one of that. Pick me up. 
And number three in my backpack. I don't know, Trinus. Um, I got two. I got two. <laughs> got two. You got uh, <laughs> two things you would have. <laughs> number three. Maybe maybe some sunscreen. I might be out there for a while in St. George. It seems like it's a sunny place. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, from what I've read, it definitely gets sunny towards the very end of the race. So um, perhaps a motivation to get the race done sooner. Uh, but yes, it does get sunny, even though it's a, it's a morning run. Uh, funny enough, I also had sunscreen perhaps as my number four that was <laughs> that was on the top make, of my list it didn't make the top three it top three cut though make, no right okay. what's more important than sunscreen oh this is incorrect i actually did write down sunscreen <laughs> i wrote these down in advance and i was contemplating sunscreen sunscreen made my list so look at that we're both thinking about our skincare good for us good i mean right, i don't i don't want to i don't want to age us or anything but uh this is the time to think about skincare. <laughs> Gotta start taking care of yourselves. Uh, okay, so number one for me, sunscreen. Uh, two, I have a cute water bottle. This is, I am definitely one of those people that will look around and always like identify people as cute water bottles and be like, I want that and I want that. And I definitely have the world's largest collection of water bottles in my apartment because of that. Because if you think the water bottle is cute, I'm gonna buy it. No questions asked. So this is, I think, is a really good excuse to get yet another cute water bottle and add to my collection. And, and remember that this was what I had for the St. George race. Um, and the third is the Zimbabwean flag, which is not necessarily a flag, but perhaps something that I would wear on me in some way, shape, or form. Uh, I've definitely seen this in other marathons where people represent their countries and will, you know, have a little hint of their flag on their their bodies and so i think that would be a really awesome thing for me to to low-key represent and my deep deep hope would be someone recognizes the flag could just taps you on the shoulder i'm like oh you're from zimbabwe i'm from zimbabwe uh always fun to have those random interactions but yeah that's my my that's what's in my backpack oh i love that that's such a good idea oh it's so sentimental yes yeah. okay i might have to rethink mine also <laughs> especially because i forgot water so <laughs> I really, I really have to rethink mine. You went very practical. I was just like, oh, a flag. And like this button runs off my mom. And it's like, wait, no, sunscreen, water. What do you actually need? And like the gel is super useful. Like you don't want to pass out. So I'm not, not mad at all. Um, and that's what's in your backpack. Uh, Claudia, you want to introduce the next segment? Uh, sure, why not? So next segment we have here is Two Truths and a Lie. Ooh. How fun. Ooh. <laughs> Exposing a lot today on the very uh, first episode. Um, I'm assuming we're trying to gear this to, you know, our marathon journey specifically, or what are, how are you interpreting this? My interpretation, I mean, we ha we have a full podcast to talk about our podcast journey. I thought this is a chance for our guests to, to get to know us a little a little deeper, perhaps not too deep, but definitely get a, a little bit of, of insight into who we are as people. Um, that being said, one of mine is related to the race. So 
open to interpretation. How, however you feel, Claudia. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna punt this to you first since uh, I took I took the I took the first on the backpack situation. So <laughs> only fair, only fair. Okay, my three sentences <laughs> are: I almost participated in a marathon in college, but I actually got injured beforehand. Um, the second is: I am a nationally certified first aider. Um, and the third is I've self-hypnotized myself to get rid of my fear of heights. <laughs> uh, I, I wish this wasn't the answer, but I think number three is a lie. That is incorrect. Number one is the lie. What? I've never tried to participate in a marathon. Wait, so that was my first. That was my first initial thought when you said it. I was like, he's lying. Yeah. That's not true. This man has never been interested in running a marathon <laughs> until he moved to Chicago. But explain. Uh, <laughs> I, don't under, I don't understand. I didn't know you could self-hypnotize yourself. So I just thought that was good. It, to be frank. It, understandably so. That's why it's a it's a good, in my opinion, a good um, a good truth to throw in there to throw you off. Um, this was Pretty recent, I went to a meditation in my building and one of the young women there um, was talking about how she did exactly that. She self-hypnotized to get rid of, she had a fear of something else, not heights. But that definitely peaked my ear and it wasn't the first time I've heard about something like this. I was just like, okay, mm. I pulled her aside at the end of the class. I was like, tell me more, give me the deets. And sure enough, there's it's, it's that simple. There's a YouTube video um, that you pull up and there was a young man I, I, whose name I do not remember, but there's a young man who will walk you through it and he walks you through the steps. So, I mean, it's technically not self-hypnotizing, but I mean, if you're watching on a, on a YouTube video, it's very much uh, a, a solar process. Um, and so, yeah, he just kind of walks you through the steps. It's only about 20 minutes. Um, I did not <laughs> get impacted. I can definitely tell you I still have a fear of heights. Um, alas, it was worth a shot, and it, perhaps it works for some, but but not me. Okay, so this was an attempt at self-hypnotization, not a, not right. a success story. Okay, because I was about to say, look, I'm ready to go skydiving. Oh, let's do it. Skydiving, hiking, all the all the height things. Uh, absolutely. But you know, one day, I uh, skydiving is the only other thing on the list that I want to knock off. I wouldn't do a lot, but skydiving. I to be honest, Karnas, I didn't understand phobias until we were backpacking in Hawaii and you told me you're afraid of heights and we were walking up a slope and you turned pale as could, as, as <laughs> however pale you could turn, you turned it. And you just ran down that hill with half our supplies and I had to run after you. And I was like, oh, this man was not joking. This is real. Oh, a very, very, very real fear. Um, I like to not psych myself out and convince myself I can do it every time because every time I'm like, oh, it's just in my head. Um, and that's the same faith that passed on to Claudia and the third gentleman with this Golub on that day. Alas, when uh, we actually got up the mountain, that's when the fear legit hit me and like I, my eyes widened and it becomes a body response more so than a mental thing. Um, but yes. Hopefully one day, if anyone out there knows how to get over fear of heights, hit me up. Um, Claudia, what are your two truths and a lie? Coming up with this on the spot because I 
don't know why, but I didn't think of preparing <laughs> something. <laughs> that makes it more fun. I like it. It didn't occur to me that that's what we were doing. Okay. <laughs> Two truths and a lie. Um, okay. I got into running initially by reading the book Born to Run, number one. Number two, um, during our bike trip, we had an opportunity to enjoy to join a meditation circle and I fell asleep while in the meditation circle. Um, and number three, I had a pet hamster growing up named Cutie. Yeah, I'm gonna go for the cutie being the lie here. Gotcha. <laughs> I did have a pet hamster. Okay. I don't know why I chose to share. I, you know, you know yeah. me so well. I was trying to figure out what yeah. you might not know about me. I literally had the same I, thought in mind. Yeah. I did join a meditation circle while we were on a bike trip. It was very lovely. I did not fall asleep. I I was present. I was there, and it was quite nice. That is pretty awesome. Where did you find a meditation like along your journey? Uh, Baker City, Oregon. We were staying in this hostel. It was like an old elementary school that was converted in, into a hostel where people could stay. Angel and I were the only people in this elementary school. And down the hall in one of the classrooms, they had set up a meditation room where some of the community members come. And they invited us and we joined them. And I had never done... Well, that's not true. I've done a group meditation, but not quite. This was a little different. Um, and and it was it's probably it's pretty long. It was well, it was an hour, but for me that was a bit long. And it it was really nice actually. It kind of gave us a moment to recenter and we had really nice conversation. And they kind of gave us some really nice feedback of how like us going out into the world is do it doing the work of getting people connected with people outside of their towns. Cause a lot of the towns we went through Trenos, they were like less than a hundred people. And some of these people never left their towns either. So it was good to kind of just like learn from each other, Absolutely. but yeah, it was, it was, it was a really cool experience. And then, uh, yeah, I love that book. Born to run is a great, great book. It inspired me to run. Um, I had read it in college after I got pretty sick and was recovering and it really encouraged me that like running was such a natural thing and it just like really connected me with my soul. And yeah, I would just be, I remember going out and I wouldn't go very fast, but I was like, Hey, I'm moving. And that's amazing. And I appreciate that. And yeah, I loved it. So I ran a lot actually after that was like a big process of me getting better. So it's nice to get back into running. It's definitely very healing. That's awesome. Yeah, I, as you know, I'm your friend, but I did not know that uh, running had such a deep impact in your life. It sounds like it's something that yeah, you've done before and that you take very personally. Yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, I was joking about that Coach Bennett comment, how in their Nikki Run uh, recordings, their guided runs, they talk about how you become a better person when you run, not just a better runner. But I, I do think there is a lot of truth to that. I think there is something very natural and very much about the human experience um, with running. Like I, mm -hmm. You see it in so many cultures. It comes up, um, you know, run, running towards the sun in the morning. Uh, it's like a 
there's like a native, I'm not going to, I don't remember exactly the story, but there is like a native American culture that they like run to the sun to like thank the day. It's like, I don't know. I think running so much a part of us. No, that's really beautiful. And I mean, having the ability to, you know, be healthy enough to run within itself is such a blessing, honestly. And I feel like it does so much good to our bodies. Um, to your point, it does so much good to your soul. Um, I only have run in college in my experience with a friend. Uh, we would always just do runs around the track. I just joined in for funsies. He was definitely, definitely more of an athlete than me, but I kind of, I hung on to it only for a little bit, but I don't think I've ever done running outside of that. So it's exciting to explore something new on my end. Um, personally, this marathon is more the opportunity to achieve something, um, something great, something that I've never achieved before, uh, regardless of the fact that it is running. But um, I like the running aspect as part of it as well. Yeah. 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 It'd be interesting to see our progress. And, you know, I'm just telling myself that even if it comes to race day and things don't work out because it's happened to me before, like this is going to be such a trans more transformative experience, you know, just focusing on our health and like kind of having a chance to talk through it and connect with you since we're no longer in the same city. So I'm all for it. I think it's going to be great. Um, and you know, Hey, if we make it to the finish line, we will, I'm going to say we will make it to there the finish line. Is. Race, there it is. But, um, either way, it's a, it's a, it's going to be a success story. Agreed. No, I can agree more. Um, and for our last segment, which we've touched on a little bit in our podcast episode today, uh, race update, uh, where Claudia and I will give you an update about the topic at hand, the race and how much, uh, progress and practice we've put into it since the last time we chatted. So I will kick things off by saying, uh, as I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I have adapted a new running regiment, um, and that's been pretty exciting. I feel a little soreness on the side of my knees. I think that's where I feel the most uh, like post-run pain. Um, mm. So I'm monitoring that, seeing where it, it goes. I'm guessing it's because I've just never run such long distance consistently before um but alas I, I have faith i'm stretching before and after i'm trying to drink enough water uh diet is out the window but i've been told by a good friend that pasta is healthy so <laughs> say less um and that's pretty much it that's that's everything we have on on my race update any any updates on your end claudia yeah, I'm going to be doing my first longer run this weekend. So hoping to get five miles in. I have been having some issues with my shoulder locking up. And I actually did something really interesting. I tried what is called cupping for the first time. They take oh. like these glass, like it's like these glasses and they put like heat, like a little candle on them. And it creates like suction to like help with blood flow. Um it was really, it was not enjoyable. It was very painful, but it was actually quite helpful. Um, so my shoulder's doing a bit better. I wish I could show you like this, the imprints it like put on my body. It was bizarre. It was, I looked, I don't know what I looked like. It was really weird. I was like, I'm excited. I'm not about to like put a bathing suit on anytime soon because like people will be disturbed but yeah leaves like these really like dark circle marks all over your body wherever they do it yeah 
truly, truly wild. I think I've seen pictures of that on the internet. Yeah, there's just these giant red splodges that look yeah. like you've been, I don't know, pummeled by a steamroller or something. Yeah, um, exactly. <laughs> really great description. So, but yeah, but excited to get that first long run in and get that hurdle over with and on to, you know, the next. So, yeah. That's awesome. Well, we'll, we'll be keeping you updated and keeping the audience updated um, as, as we go along this journey. Um, but that's pretty much it for our podcast today. Claudia, anything else you wanted to talk through or bring up to our guests? No, I'm just excited to talk with other individuals that are going on their journeys in upcoming episodes. And hopefully you'll stay tuned. Hopefully you'll stay tuned. All right. Thank you for listening, everybody. This has been In It for the Long Run with Claudia Fremantic and Trana Mokombe. Goodbye. <laughs>